Okay, Micah, let's do it. Good afternoon. And welcome to Drew Grabo Live on the Mondayest of Mondays. My name is Drew Garabo. And she's Micah Rotunda. I miss him. Okay, so let me set the stage for you. Saturday morning, we assembled at the Ed Radis Park in beautiful Citrus Park-ish Florida to raise money for combat wounded veterans via the Grammatica Family Foundation kickball tournament. A tournament so monumental that on Friday night, I did nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Not a sip of alcohol. I I had a white claw before bed to ease my sleep. I thought if I had a white claw before bed that I'd sleep pretty well. I was right, by the way. That's a good idea. Thank you. That was it, though. And uh, and I went to bed early. I rose. Mm-hmm. I was excited. And I got there on time. I brought my typical cooler full of Gatorades and waters for whatnot because I like to, to take care of the team. And we went to play kickball. Micah, myself, Galvin, Monica, John Senning, Mike Olivero, Dizzy, bunch of, I don't want to leave anybody out, a bunch of people from the bone on and off the air, a couple of really cool listeners, a couple of really cool people who work here, some people like uh, Amanda and Chris who listen to us, but we consider them friends and staff, and they play with us every year at the kickball, and we're all warming up, all ready to go, everything was running like the smoothest tournament ever, I even said to Martin Gramatica, everything seems to be going better than it ever has, so smoothly. Healthy lineup, everybody's there on time, got sure. the Gatorades in their system. Yep, ready to go. So what happens next? Okay, glad you asked. So we play our first game, and um, it's a defensive struggle. I mean, we have a better defensive team this season than we've ever had before, and usually our team's pretty spotty, myself included. <laughs> this year, for whatever reason, we really, really took it to another level when it comes to defense. I mean, people throwing their bodies all over the place, catching balls, throwing balls, three out innings, no score. We play a, we play a scoreless game. We get down to the to the last inning and they blow the horn. They're like, woo, woo, last inning, we're down one nothing. We gave up one run. We're down one nothing. We get a runner on first base after two outs. It's the equivalent of baseball, the bottom of the ninth. Two outs. My man, John Senning, one of my favorite people on the planet, one of the most talented, warm, charismatic individuals I've ever met and or worked with. My friend, my peg bro, some could say my soulmate. He's up to kick. He boots one on the ground, advancing the runner to second base, the tying runner. And as John crosses first base safely, he turns. Mm. He plants, and I'll let John Senning tell you what happened next and what it felt like. Hi, John. 
Oh man, you're 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 bringing up some serious PTSD with this play-by-play, man. Good work so Thank far, you. I will say. Thank you. I'm sorry for a, on a personal level what that makes you feel like, but I really feel felt like I had to set the stage so that people know no. the dramatic conclusion to that game. Uh, yeah, you did. You did. You brought me right back there. Sorry. Um, so to continue, no, I'm in a good way. Okay. Uh, to continue the story, I I'm. I'm running past first base. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. Uh, somebody was throwing the ball to the first baseman, so I run as fast as humanly possible for me. And then, like you said, once I get a little past first, I simultaneously plant my right foot while stopping and also kind of turning my body. And I just heard a loud pop and then experienced probably the most excruciating pain that I've ever felt in my life. Um, and then there's a bit of a period there where I don't quite remember exactly what happened. I remember I was lying in the field asking to be moved, and everybody was telling me that they couldn't move me. So then um, eventually when I kind of come to, I'm thinking, okay, I'll walk this off, I'll walk this off, and then I, I go to kind of stand up a couple times, and it's like there's nothing there. I, it pops, it cracks, and then my leg just gives out. So um that was the moments after uh, after what happened there. I don't know where where the next best place to take the story is from there. Well, I'll fill in some of the blanks for you when you when you went down immediately, and I I was looking right at you. I mean, you had crossed first base, and I was so happy. I was like, oh my god, John delivered when we needed him to in the clutch. We're gonna win this game, and it's all gonna be because of John Sending, who didn't even want to play kickball in the beginning, but did because he felt like it was the right thing to do. And then as soon as I saw your knee buckle and you go down, I thought. This is this is not good. This is not going to be good. And you went down, and we tried to tend to you, and you were asking to be moved, like you said. But we knew we weren't supposed to move you. Like we, you know, that there was a leg injury, and we certainly weren't going to ask you to get to your feet. I think Galvin was the one who proposed rolling you off of the field of play <laughs> so that we could finish the game. Um, and uh, we declined to do that, which I think was probably the right move. And then, um, and then they came out with the cart. And once they removed John from the field of play, I asked the referee, I said, probably, like, we, we don't get a chance to still come back, do we? And he said, no, t- time has expired. So that's the real tragedy of all of this is that uh, is that we lost the game. I mean, sure, what happened to John is bad, but losing that game, John, I'm sure you can share my my shame and 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 uh, and betrayal and disgust. Uh, I'm sure you shared all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm right there with yeah, you. I man. knew it. I, knew I uh, it. that's really been it's been eating me alive. I'm sure uh, for the past couple of days that that the L came uh, came right then. But um, uh, to take the story from that moment on, uh, shout out to Shelly who was the uh, like the on-site physical trainer there. Yeah, uh, you know she helped me. She helped me as much as she could, and she iced me down and. She pretty much was giving me news right there. Like she tried to test my ACL and couldn't, but said, "From everything you're telling me, this seems possibly bad." So it was so overwhelming with so many people like in my face wanting to help me, which I appreciate. But I ultimately just had them cart me to my car where I waited for my fiance to come get me. Uh, she Ubered there and then drove me home. Mm. And uh, I got to give a shout out to Micah because I immediately hit her up. Uh, because she does the doctor show and she's very connected and asked her if she knew an orthopedic surgeon or doctor, which she did, uh, which was a huge plus. So I got in contact with him over the weekend. So that was a, you know, not everybody has the luxury of being able to text with and send pictures to and, and get the opinion of an orthopedic surgeon right after this happening. So 
he kind of knew with the amount of pain that I was in and the pictures that I sent him of the swelling that it was not going to be good as well. So um, well, I struggled I, through the last couple of I'm sorry. I have not had a chance to talk to you about that, but Dr. Cooper is one of those people who's like above and beyond. So the fact that you guys yeah. could connect, I'm glad that you're in great hands with Dr. Cooper. Yeah, honestly, I couldn't be more grateful for the fact he was like, anything you need, just let me know. So uh, he said first thing Monday morning, you know, you can come into my office, which was in Winter Haven, but I didn't mind making the drive. So uh had, you know, probably two of the more miserable pain-filled days that I can remember trying to just tough it out until this morning, um, self-medicating, of course. Uh, and then, uh, I saw the doctor this, <laughs> I saw the doctor this morning, uh, got a few different tests done and, uh, it does turn out that yes, uh, my, my ACL is, is pretty much gone. And, uh, I'm, you know, I've got a road of recovery ahead of me. It's a, a very unfortunate turn of <sighs> set of circumstances. It is. And of all of all the people this could have happened to, I, I don't know. I, t- I told you this right after it happened. It makes me question everything I think I know in this world, that a, that a man who is so warm-hearted and giving and loved by so many people could have this happen to him in, uh, in a sporting contest. There are so many people this could have happened to, and, uh, and, it, and it had to happen to you. And um, I hate it for you. I hate it for us. I hate it for everyone. And I keep trying to look for those little silver linings, like you said, your your boy Flo Monroe and I were chatting before the show, and you know this. Uh, we we don't know why these things happen. We we have no idea, but um, you know it, it gives you some time, I guess, to to get off your feet and sit down and, and think about stuff. Which I know just as much as me, you love being in your own head and uh, and love yeah, see, love having nothing yeah, but thoughts. Yeah. yeah, you know the honestly, if I'm being completely honest with you, yes, Saturday evening into Sunday was just bad because I was kind of in that place. Like I was just pissed. I was like, why, why, why is this happening? Um, but you know, now that everything's becoming very real and I know what I have to do to, to hopefully be on the road to recovery, I guess, uh, you know, it's not necessarily the end of the world, even though it kind of feels like it. It does feel like it. And I, and it's everybody literally after it happened, John, and I mean, everyone to a person from the Grammatica brothers to their wives, to their families, to Belcher and, and hit, everyone was asking me how you were. Everyone I ran into all weekend asked how you were. I hope that it brings you at least some comfort that so many people love you and, and care about you. Not that that makes your knee feel any better, but that's a, it's a real thing, man. People dig the hell out of you. No, and it, and it really means a lot. And the reaction, you know, it was tough to deal with at the field just because it was so overwhelming with so many people wanting to help and trying to help. But the Grammaticas and, and Charlie Belcher and his, and Lindsay and everybody like couldn't have been any nicer. And, and uh, you know, everybody has offered to help in any, in any and in all ways possible. So I'm, I'm very grateful, you know, if, um, you know, to have so many great people around me. And, and I know that it's, uh, it's going to be all right, even if it takes a little while to be all right. But yeah, right now I'm pretty much just, you know, from what they tell me right now, I'm in a period where there's like a lot of trauma still, you know, that will go away hopefully in the coming days. Like it's very bruised and swollen and there's a lot of blood in there and stuff. So getting through these next few days where it's really messed up, um, you know, will be tough. And then from there, I've got to start some sort of physical therapy and then seeing how well and how healthy I can get my knee will determine when and if there's going to be a surgery. So, 
Well, it's crazy. It's I, crazy. It is. And and I will say, uh, not everyone uh, was asking about you and wishing you well. Uh, Charlie Lemon, who had both of his legs uh, blown off in Afghanistan, said you're a gigantic <laughs> pussy. And that, no, he, he would never use language like that. I could see it in his eyes, though. Uh, we were speaking with John Senning. No, you know, you know, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that has crossed my mind many of times. And as far as, you know, finding, uh, I don't, it's not a silver lining necessarily, but there is that, uh, you know, those thoughts have crossed my mind of the people who, who are in much worse situations or, you know, God forbid, can't use their legs at all. Like, uh, you know, this too shall pass. It will. Uh, it, it, but that said, you, you know, there's, there's no getting around the fact that we didn't plan for this. It sucks. And, um, like I told you before the show, I'm planning on however long you're out of, uh, putting on horrible radio programs, uh, so that yep. they can hear how much you add to my show and how much I need you. So I hope everyone's ready for like four or five days or however long it takes you of total radio failure. Well, and that's honestly, and it, with complete, you know, openness, that's the part that's really crushing me is that, you know, this is a important time right now. So the well, timing couldn't be worse professionally for me. So, well, it, it, that's one way of looking at it. Another is, and I said that uh, tongue in cheek, I'm, I'm not into doing bad radio, but you, you know, you are a vital part of what I do and your absence is glaring. I've got, I've, I'm out to Charlie Belcher uh, to see if his management will let him fill in as long as I can keep the content relatively Fox 13 friendly, which is not a problem. Uh, John Brennan suggested on a Hummel, which is certainly an option. And I'm, uh, I'm open. Uh, you know, I know Micah works her, you know, what off uh, during the week. So she's, uh, she's limited. Um, but, uh, if it has to be just me sitting in here, missing my bro, then it's just me in here, missing my bro. And, and hopefully we'll figure out a way to get the, the show recorded and, uh, that all, all too important clip of the day, uh, uploaded every day. So you take your time. I'll be fine. Yeah. yeah I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I'm not out of there long, so I'm trying to get back as soon as I can. And, uh, I miss you and I, and I appreciate you very much for, you know, checking on me and, and keeping up with me. And I appreciate everybody who's reached out. It's, uh, you know, it, it's tough to deal with. It is. It is. There's no good way to do it. I hope my dad reaches out to you. I uh, I hooked you guys up via email. He uh, he blew out his ACL and MCL when he got hit by a car on his bike. So hopefully he'll be of some help to you. <laughs> you know what? He actually just emailed me. I was reading his email right before I uh, right before I called you, and I thought it was so great. He signed his uh, email as uh, Cyber Neurosurgeon Frank Garabo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's who he is. Uh, oh man! Uh, so yeah, I, I just got the good news is I just had about twenty minutes ago my first dose of real uh, of real pain med. So that's that's the positive we're dealing with right now. Oh man! Well, that is a good positive, and and we'll find these silver linings wherever we can. By all means, we will definitely look for and find these silver linings. And um, man, buddy, I'm I'm just so sorry that this happened to you, and and uh, and I I just. Uh, I, I just can't help but feeling like it's my fault because everything's always my fault. Oh, uh. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's definitely not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. That's the thing about this. It really, truly is nobody's fault. Like it, uh, you know, I mean, I, there's no place, you know, we can joke about me not wanting to play kickball, but at that moment there was no place that I would have rather been oh. for a great cause with a bunch of great people. And, um, you know, I, thinking about, you know, things like that is, is not good for anybody. So, I'll, I'll be better. It's all going to be good. It's going to take a little bit of time, but it's going to be all good. Well, then let's uh, end this show with some positivity because I just saw that JoJo texted me and it reminded me um, how natural of a of a daughter's daddy am I going to be when I can find a girl that will let me put a baby girl inside of them? 
I have to say, out of all the things that brought me warmth, uh, seeing you with JoJo's uh, daughter on uh, on Saturday was was pretty special. It was a uh, you've got baby fever. Baby fever. I didn't think I did, but but when uh, when when little baby JoJo woke up and uh, and she opened her eyes and she was looking so cute and JoJo picked her up and she like JoJo held her out towards me and I was like, oh ah, I haven't held a baby in about sixteen years. Okay. You're, you automatically remember exactly how to slide that arm underneath their cute little baby tuchus, how to put them right on your shoulder and, and put your hand there so you soothe. And within two minutes of holding her, I thought, I have to see if I have some swimming sperm and tell them to get out of the pool because there's lightning coming. And then, uh, and, <laughs> and then find a woman with some ovum that would be receptive to it. And I have to put a baby girl inside someone. Not looking to fall in love. Not looking to get married. I'm Just looking to co-parent. Girl. And if it's going to be a business arrangement, I, I will nurture this, this baby girl for all I can, as well whoever the mother decides to be. And, uh, and we will raise a beautiful young woman to go out and do great things in this world. But I got to have a baby girl, and I got to have it soon, John. <laughs> Well, that makes me, that proves the fact that I'm not ready for a child. Because when I held her baby girl, although she's very delightful, uh, the only feeling that I felt was sheer terror. So I guess that means I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is uh, I guess that is a good sign uh, or a bad sign for you. <laughs> um, all right, my friend. Well, listen, heal up. Anytime you need to call in, anytime you need to, uh, anytime you need anything at all, um, I'm here, man. I'll check in with you throughout the day. I, I appreciate yep. you. I miss you. And I, and I love you. And, and I love that you have such a clear phone connection. And thank you for reaching out thank to me. You so Anything much. you need from you. a doctor perspective, a PT perspective, a just call me and cry perspective, I'm here for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I feel the need to, to publicly thank my fiance because she's literally been, you know, all but changing my diapers through this whole thing. And uh, it's pretty crazy to be like damn near helpless, but uh, she's helped me immensely. And uh be, There's the bright side. See, I mean, not that you ever would have taken her for granted, but she is one hell of a woman, that fiance of yours, and you know she's ride or die. So, uh, you know, this this is just a minor setback, my friend. You'll be back up on it at, at no time whatsoever, and, uh, and I can't wait to get you back in here so we can get back to the business of creating radio brilliance. Absolutely. I love you guys. Thank you. I'll yeah, talk buddy. to you soon. All right. Thank you, buddy. Love I love you. you. All right. Oh. You know, it sucks that it had to happen to John because he's the one guy who feels – guilty or awkward with all that attention focused on him and as soon as it happened everybody's like hey are you okay hey are you okay and you know i'm sure you know we appreciate the concern but it's you know just a little overwhelming and well anybody in that situation if you're down and you're injured you feel embarrassed to a degree too yeah like no this isn't really happening almost like denial i will say this i have a fear of that any type of kickball or like let's play co-ed softball i always fear getting injured like that because working out is such a huge part of my life yeah i um i actually the other way around i went balls to the wall i i i put myself (laughs) anybody on our team will tell you i go all out like i don't know an off switch i will dive for foul balls even if i think i can't make it i pegged this young lady really really not peg pegged i i hit this I uh, I hit this girl really hard with the uh, with the kickball by throwing it at her, and then I immediately apologized. It was just a little. I had to tag her out. I had to make sure she was out. That's not necessary. It is. She was out. No, last time I went and played volleyball at the beach. It's me and six grown men, and guess what? I do the same thing, and then I get injured. So last time it was my knee, and then boom, spike straight to the face. Almost ripped my nose ring out. Almost broke my nose. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. Me too. 
But my point is, uh, <laughs> you can't hesitate. You can't go half stepping. You got to go all out. No, it's for fun. It's for charity. No, it's, it's for- not for fun. It's for winning. No, it's for a great cause. You're there. You're part of the team. I know. I know. I would have rather us lost the game ten times over and have a healthy John Senning than the other way around. But now we lost the game and we don't have a healthy John Senning. So we every is a lose lose. Except for the Grammatica Family Foundation, they still had a wonderful event. All of their sponsors from PDQ to Portganic Barbecue to everyone, exceptional. How was that bacon jam? Okay, so the bacon jam was good. The bacon wrapped Oreo. <gasps> I had a conversation with, with Bill Gramatica about this. He ate six of them. The, uh, the <laughs> Sorry to rat you out, Bill, but you know you did. So uh, you told me. So he said bacon-wrapped Oreos. And I thought, we're baconing too many things. I don't know if bacon is a verb, just like Denise is a verb now, because Britain so much said she, she wishes all the shows could Denise themselves. And I thought, and then I realized, wow, that'd be fun. We should Denise our show a day or two this week to have her in, too. Um, baconing is something that needs to be dialed back a little bit. We've gone too far. That was my initial thought. But then I said, I'm going to try this. And the first bite is off-putting. The first bite you take of a bacon-wrapped Oreo, the the sensations and the flavors are unfamiliar and I dare say a bit intimidating, nay, daunting. So that first bite you go, huh, bacon uh, Oreo. There's two things you don't normally bite into at the same time. And then your mouth is filled with this with this cream-filling, chocolate wafer, greasy bacon mm. sensation that you've never had before, and you can't wait to guzzle it down. Amazing. Incredible. Bill from Porganic, you were great, as was PDQ, and Moe's was there, and, and, and a whole bunch of other sponsors that help Martin and his families uh, out every year. So thank you for, to them for having us be a part of it, and uh, and, and thank you to uh, to everyone who was really cool at that event. And it just, uh, it sucks that this happened, but we're going to move on. We are, and I think next year, John's role is to be the dude and just show up and sure. chill. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think... I know John would hate this, but I, I want to launch a fundraiser to pay for whatever medical bills he's going to have. I just need a clever name. I'm not concerned about the raising of the money. I know we can do that with the power of Belcher, who's already uh, who's already signed up, even though he doesn't know what the fundraiser is going to be. We just need a, a clever name for it. Like, we need John Senning, K-N-E-E-D. We need you, John. John needs help, K-N-E-E-E-D. K N E E E E E E D S. John's joints need help. See, we 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 just we need a good name, and that's what uh, and that's what we need. It's okay. a good name, and I, a purpose. I'm I'm fully supportive of it. Good, thank you. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're not anti raising money for John's medical bills. So I'd be really worried <laughs> about your heart if you were. All right, so then let's take a moment. I had um, we get to do these cool things as uh, as radio personalities. One of the coolest that you can ever do is when there's a new restaurant opening up, and they go, "Hey, we'd like for you to check out this restaurant before it opens," because I mean that's that's a special dang feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I- to be able to do that. And I will tell you, just outside Armature Works, which is an unbelievable facility in and of itself, just outside there lurks a restaurant that opens tomorrow that is going to knock whatever undergarments you might be wearing. It's going to knock them off, and when you hear about the porno lady who I took with me, you're going to think, only Drew Garabo. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.